Peter the First, sixteen seventy two to seventeen twenty five. One of the greatest Russian rulers was Peter the First. He opened up Europe to Russia and Russia to Europe. His reforms played a huge role in the history of Russia, determining its future development. In his childhood, Peter was interested in the art of war. He associated with the Germans and Dutchmen who lived in Moscow at that time, and for amusement, he built a fleet of boats on one of the lakes near Moscow. While Peter was still under age, his father died, and the country was ruled for several years by his older stepsister Sophia. She did not wish to surrender power to him when he came of age, and sent Streltsy, Russian soldiers of that time, against him. But Peter escaped the attempt on his life, unseated Sophia, and imprisoned her in a nunnery. After becoming Tsar, Peter did not wish to live as the previous Tsars had. He wanted to learn, and was not afraid to do so. He formed a large Russian embassy to several European countries, and himself took part in it, under the assumed name of Peter Alexeyev. Peter I, along with the embassy, visited European factories, worked in shipyards, and studied foreign languages. In Holland and England, Peter I hired approximately a hundred craftsmen of various sorts and war specialists to reorganize the Russian army and improve Russian manufacturing. Peter I thought that it was necessary to make his country a naval power, as its defense and trade with other countries depended on this. Consequently, he attempted to gain access to the Black and Baltic Seas. The Baltic Sea especially attracted him, because it provided a direct route from its shores to European countries. Russia had previously had access to the Baltic Sea, but lost it during the unsuccessful Livonian War that Ivan the Terrible waged. In Peter's time, a large part of the Baltic Sea was controlled by Sweden, which was ruled by the ambitious Charles the Twelfth. It did not frighten Peter that Charles the Twelfth had the best army in Europe, and in 1700, a long war with Sweden for access to the Baltic Sea began. The beginning of the war was extremely unfortunate for the Russian army. In the fierce Battle of Narva, Peter the First lost half of his army, almost all of his artillery. And he himself was nearly captured, but it was not in Peter's nature to retreat or give up. He confiscated almost thirty percent of the country's church bells and made new cannons from their metal. He raised a new army, which was now trained with the help of German officers. In the spring of 1703, the Russian army unexpectedly attacked the Swedish fortress of Nienschanz at the mouth of the Neva River and captured it. And in May of that year. Peter the First laid the first stone in the construction of the Peter Paul Fortress, which became the first building of the future Saint Petersburg. Now Charles the Twelfth, who considered himself the best military commander in Europe, began carefully to prepare for a campaign against Russia. In 1709, Charles the Twelfth's army invaded Poland, which was at the time allied with Peter the First, defeated its army, and continued on into Ukraine. Where the hetman Mazepa had promised his aid and supplies in return for Ukrainian independence, Peter the First was enraged when he heard this, as he had not expected that Mazepa would betray him. After quickly gathering an army, to the surprise of Charles the Twelfth and Mazepa, he appeared in Ukraine near Poltava, where, as the result of a decisive battle, he defeated the Swedish army and Mazepa's Cossacks. 
It should be said that some of the Cossacks had remained loyal to Peter I and took the field on his side against the Swedes and Mazeppa. During the course of the following engagements, Russian armies captured Riga, Vyborg, and Reval, which is now Tallinn in Estonia, and also gained a series of victories at sea over the Swedish fleet. In 1721, the Treaty of Neustadt was signed between Russia and Sweden, by which Sweden ceded lands on the Baltic coast to Russia, from Riga to Vyborg. As Alexander Pushkin wrote, Russia had opened a window onto Europe. In the same year, Peter I assumed the title of emperor, and Russia became an empire. Peter I is described as a very tall man, strong, manly, and of simple tastes. He disapproved of luxury, dressed in the European fashion, and did not wear the traditional clothing of a Tsar. He habitually arose before dawn, read foreign books and newspapers, and then went to supervise his various works, the construction of ships and of a new city. Peter I tried to change the traditional Russian way of life. He ordered the boyars, Russian nobles, to shave their beards, dress in European clothing, and study foreign languages. All of this was accepted with delight by the young. The older generation, however, reacted to the innovations as if they were a punishment. And as he continued governmental reforms, Peter I did not spare himself nor his people. For example, during the founding of St. Petersburg, 10,000 of the workmen perished from sickness amidst the swampy surroundings. Many people perished during the wars that Peter I waged. However, Peter I was stern and did not spare those who interfered with his reforms. When his own son, Alexander, was discovered in the camp of Peter's opponents, he was executed for treachery without mercy. During Peter's reign, much was done to develop science and culture. Peter I himself changed the Russian alphabet, eliminating several obsolete letters and simplifying the writing of the remainder. In his time, the first printed newspaper appeared in Russia, called Vedomosti, and the Sea Academy, Artillery School, and Academy of Sciences were founded. He divided the country into gubernia, administrative divisions, and the church was subordinate to the government. He dissolved the boyars Duma, the council of the nobles, and created the senate as the highest governmental body. During his reign also, the twelve collegia were created, the twelve colleges or ministries of state. Tsar Peter I's death also was unusual. Towards the end of autumn in 1724, as he was sailing his yacht in the Gulf of Finland, he saw a fishing boat capsize and a man start to drown. Peter I fearlessly dove into the water and saved the fisherman, but in consequence he became ill, and despite all the efforts of his physicians he died in January of 1725. To this day in Russia not everyone is in agreement with Peter I's reforms, considering them harsh, ill-timed, and not suitable to the character of Russian life. But what is unquestionable is that he was a great man, and his reforms had enormous influence on the future development of Russia.